Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast by Worthy. I'm Jennifer Butler, and I'm your host. Do you ever wonder why certain things may stress you out, but not the person next to you? Why certain forms of self-care, like taking a bath or meditating, may appeal to some, but sound awful to others? Why you have the strengths that you have and how you can learn to optimize them. You may remember our guest today, Carrie Davidson, founder of Turnacell Wellness, from an episode during season one titled Divorce and Your Personal Strengths. During that episode, Carrie provided a roadmap for others to heal and to thrive using modern science, ancient Chinese medicine, and a whole lot of love. Carrie went through her approach and the different tools she uses to create an introduction to this way of thinking. We here at Worthy and all of you loved that episode so much and have wanted to hear more from Carrie, and so we decided to bring her back for a four-part series starting today. We're going to be taking a deep dive into how you can apply her approach in specific areas of your life. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a great one to go back and check out. Today, we're going to be discussing the five personality types and how they relate specifically to your self-care, your stress, and your strengths. In the second episode, we'll deep dive into relationships, recognizing patterns, and the type of personality archetypes that work best together. In the third episode, we're going to continue diving into relationships and explore the most triggering archetype combinations. So you don't ever have to look back and wonder, how did I end up here ever again? And in the last episode with Carrie, we'll explore how you can use this method and tools to become effective co-parents, allowing you to be the best parent for your child that you can be. I am thrilled to have these conversations with Carrie, to bring these conversations to you. And so after we take a quick break, we will be back with Carrie Davidson and our discussion on the five personality archetypes and how they relate specifically to your self-care, stressors, and strengths. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Carrie Davidson is the founder and CEO of Turnasol, the holistic health think tank collaborative in New York City. Carrie established Turnasol to evaluate and design better systems for optimal human experience throughout the life cycle. Turnasol's groundbreaking programs combine frontier science and proven wisdom to empower people and organizations with strategies that build resilience and well-being through self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and mastery of individual gifts. Turnasol Wellness, the home and heartbeat of the institution, is an integrative health community center where Carrie practices cutting-edge techniques that include Vibroacoustic Sound Therapy, also known as VAT, the Success Alchemy, Individual and Corporate Transformation, Turnasol Ayurveda, 
Mindful Neurology, Turnisol Kids Not-for-Profit, and VetWell, Community-Based Holistic Health for Veterans. You can find praise for Carrie's achievements in the PBS documentary on vibroacoustics and Parkinson's, the Huffington Post, W Magazine, the New York Observer, and NBC News. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I have been waiting and excited and ready for this interview, and I'm just, I'm so excited to have you back here. Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to be back. And we get four episodes together, so I'm just jumping for joy. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you joined us last year in season one for an episode And many of our listeners remember you because that episode is by far one of our most listened to. I think we at Worthy loved it. Our listeners loved it. So, you know, many people know who you are. But for those who don't, you know, for those who are new or maybe have forgotten, if you could just share a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do. Sure. I'd love to. So I started Turnisol because I felt like our existing uh, medical model left gaps in what you were talking about before, this whole area of self-knowledge, self-awareness, growth. What do I need to feel better? Who am I in this world? Why do I keep getting into these, you know, destructive patterns, you know, in relationships or at work? And I felt like there had to be an answer. And so I created Turnisol to find those answers and give people actionable, achievable skills and tools to empower themselves to be more resilient in the face of those, you know, times of stress and have better relationships and have a more enriched life. So that's that's why I'm here, and that's what I hope we can communicate to the worthy listeners today, uh, so they can you know feel better going through the stuff they're going through in their you know in their lives now. And what I love so much about what you do is that it really combines many different methods. It's it's not just one thing. It really brings together different tools, different ways for people to access this, you know, healthier or more empowered way of living. Yeah, it's a different mindset. Yeah. You know, I I find that we go to a doctor, we go to a therapist and we get a diagnosis and we're treating a diagnosis. But where we get stuck and I think where we've gone a little bit off the path is that we're not treating the human. We're treating the check boxes. That oh, they're not sleeping, they have irritable bowel and, you know, their elbow hurts. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I wanted to re-inject into the healing process is who are you? What do you need right now to feel better? And um, so that's why we're here. Yeah, and that's exactly why we're here today, because today we're going to be really breaking down five personality archetypes, which, you know, really help to define who that human is sitting in front of you and how specifically their self-care, their stressors, their strengths are unique to them. Mm-hmm. I know you talked a lot about this on the episode last season, but let's do a quick overview of those five personality types and just why this information is so valuable. 
Yeah, you know, I don't work with anyone without first understanding this, you know, their archetype, their spread or their balance of natures, you know, within their character, um, because it tells me who they are and what they need and how I can help them, how I can best show up for them. So, so these five, uh, they're based in ancient Chinese medicine um, transformation, right? Personal, individual, um, social, emotional, and to some degree, spiritual transformation. It's a methodology that helps you move through growth and change. And sometimes growth and change is massive, like divorce. And sometimes it's just mildly annoying, like the guy who honked at you on the way to work for no right. reason. Right, right. <laughs> so, but understanding these things about yourself will help you move through those those moments with more grace, less stress. So, so the five correspond to nature and to the seasons. They are um, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Each of the five, each of us has one primary mm-hmm. that kind of guides the way we interact in relationships and, and internally with our own stress. But we have all five within us. So I'm going to give you a little bit of information about each, but you're probably going to recognize a lot of these different qualities within you. And it's true. In context, we have, you know, we use these different skills and abilities, but there is one way that we get when we're really stressed. Mm -hmm. And that same on the other end of the spectrum is that strength component of that way, that gift that we have that we don't even have to practice. We're so darn good at it. So I'll jump in. Yeah. So wood people are assertive and decisive. Wood people, their biggest gift to the world is freedom. Their biggest fear is confinement. They seek challenge. They are always exploring and moving. They are motivating for themselves and for others. They're trailblazers. They are bold leaders. And what stresses wood is their biggest fear is confinement, is telling them, no, you can't do that. Right. Um, (laughs) When wood comes stress, they can become inflexible, they can become frustrated or angry. They believe that losing is bad. Right. They can become pushy or argumentative, aggressive, impatient. The physical signs of stress for a wood person could be headaches, hypertension, um, muscle twitch. So that's kind of a strength and stress of wood. Fire people are very passionate and empathetic and well sympathetic and they're radiant. They draw out the best in everyone. They are the eternal optimists. They love to play. They love contact. They need to have excitement in their life. They are inspiring, charismatic leaders. Um, They love to entertain, and they love to know you liked what they entertained you with. Right. (laughs) The feedback. (laughs) Yes. Acknowledgement. Eye contact. Right. Well, their biggest fear is losing love or losing connection. And when they feel disconnected, it manifests as panic, anxiety, burnout. They believe that 
being unhappy is bad. So they'll do anything to avoid sad feelings in themselves or others. So they have a quick turnaround time in terms of recovery. Mm. You show them like a picture of a puppy on your phone and all of a sudden they're no longer anxious. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a gift. (laughs) It is a gift and a curse. Right. Right. In order to to heal and to learn from mistakes and from from trauma, Challenges, you kind of need to sit in your crap for a little bit. Yeah, very true. You need to like think about it, reflect on it, learn your lessons. But fire, mm, fire kind of repeats their stuff. Mm. <laughs> so under stress, they can become panicked, impulsive, bored, big drama over little things. They can get dramatic physical symptoms too. Um, they can get like a, a loud cough or like all of a sudden a high fever. Mm. As explosively happy as they can be, they can be the same under stress. Okay. What I just thought of was what we characterize in society as bipolar. Does that line up or align in any way with what could just be this fire personality? Yeah, well, it's interesting because there are a lot of, you know, things we diagnose Yeah. in Western med where you can pinpoint like, oh, that's really just fire under a lot of stress. Right. You know, or that's just wood not, you know, feeling totally confined. Right. And so when you see it, it's much gentler through this perspective. And what this allows for is that you're not fixed into a diagnosis of a problem, but you're just not having your needs for safety met right now. And so you're sliding down that spectrum of strength and stress into your stress distorted states. Mm. And so you'll find that, you know, when, when we start to experience and feel what we're most afraid of, that's when we get anxious and that's when we get manic and that's when we have anger come up for us. Right. And so, you know, when we start talking about like how to recover from our stress states, it's super different for each of the five. Right. But when we are in stress, that's when you start to see like the manic behaviors and and the, the stuff that comes up under stress for each of the five. Yeah, I mean, just such a, a more empowering way, self-empowering way to look at this and, yeah. and to look at what we normally would just diagnose or medicate. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, listen, thank God for modern medicine. Yeah, we, for sure. We need these things. Uh-huh. And there are many miracles um, as a result. And at the same time, you know, there's so much we can do for ourselves when we have self-awareness. I mean, just understanding these things about ourselves usually provides a tremendous amount of relief and then motivation, like you said, to do, be able to take care of ourselves, you know, a lot of the way. Right. Exactly. Okay. So wood, fire, which one's next? Earth mamas. So um, I know an earth person. I know. And I was going to say, we are feel free to use mine. So there is a quiz that you can take, which we will tell you later how to access it. And I took it. So Carrie has my, my results. And so feel free to use me in any way you'd like. <laughs> okay. So, so I'll give you quick, a quick and dirty earth um, overview. So Earth people are protective and empathetic. They bring calm to chaos. 
They are caregivers, caretakers. They know they know how to give you what you need when you're not feeling great. They just really, you know, they they care. They love sharing. They seek harmony. They need connection. They are a peacemaker. Um, when Earth people become leaders, they are humanitarian leaders. Their biggest fear, so if their biggest gift to the world is empathy, their biggest fear is abandonment. So you can kind of see how these, each of these spectrums of strength and stress, our biggest gift to the world naturally keeps us from having to experience our biggest fear. So if you are this ultimate caregiver and unity creator, no one's ever going to abandon you. They can't. Right. So you have this this beautiful gift that protects your your nature from feeling pain. Um, when you feel separated from a support system, Earth may become like overwhelmed or worried. They ruminate. They think a lot about ugh, you know what's going on. It's hard for them to fall asleep sometimes at night because when they lay down, it's quiet, and all of a sudden they've got all of their thoughts and worries you know, did I take care of everyone? They, there's guilt comes up. Um, they tend to care for others more than they care for themselves. Um, they believe sometimes that having needs is bad. Hmm. They tend to get, when they're stressed, in their stress states, they can get worried or confused, overthink things, not have enough drive to make something happen or move something forward or move through their their problem. Um, there's a chance they could become indecisive or disorganized. Sometimes earth people have a hard time with boundaries, and it's for the same reason that they... Um, they think needs are bad right. or like, how could I not take care of you? You asked me for something and and they feel great helping people. So imagine if I told you, sorry, you can't eat anymore. Like that's how an earth person feels, you know, when they, they don't feel needed. Right. So the physical signs of stress can tend to be, you know, insomnia, hard, a hard time falling asleep because you're ruminating and stomach issues, digestion issues. And um, yeah, so you were saying your your highest is Earth. Does yeah. this resonate with you at all? Yeah, you know, and like you said, you're going to see different things coming up for, you know, in each one. And yes, a lot of it resonates with me for sure. My biggest fear is for me, I've always characterized it as loss of connection. But when you said abandonment, I was like, oh, there it is. That's deeper. That's a deeper loss of connection. <laughs> and yeah. that hit on it for me. But I would say the only thing where I don't line up is I don't have trouble sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I love sleeping. <laughs> and that probably means that you're not in stress. So what happens are the, the challenging parts of our nature, our stress states, they pop up when we're not having our needs met. So imagine a time, like let's say you work, you worked in an office where you know everyone was invited to go out to a birthday lunch for Bill, and they said, "Hey Jen, you stay back and cover the front desk." That would probably break your heart. A right, absolutely. <laughs> and then I would ruminate, and I would overthink, right. and I would analyze, and I would totally get like. You know, but for me, I would just want to go to sleep. And maybe it's because I meditate so consistently. But mm -hmm. yeah, like even going through my divorce, if anything, I think I overslept. Yeah. Well, 
So that then we're going into like self-care. So earth yeah. can meditate, actually do better with sleep. Ah, so there you go. But it's a really big challenge for earth people to meditate. So kudos to you, man. Well, <laughs> it has taken a long time for me to really understand how valuable it is. And I am committed because I know how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you want to jump into metal? Yes, let's do it. Metal. Okay. So metal people, their biggest gift to the world is beauty and creating beauty and noticing beauty and same with perfection. Um, They tend to be architects and designers. They just notice all these small details that many of the other types miss. Um, They are dignified and refined. They evaluate and they mine lessons like from from life experiences quite the opposite of fire people (laughs) right who just don't want to feel the negative feeling so they actually they they love learning and they love be becoming a sage they are great at organizing and um when they become leaders they become moral leaders they have a, a keen sense of right and wrong good and bad they um, they tend to get overstuck on details when they're when they're stressed. Mm-hmm. When they can't deliver a standard of excellence, they may obsess about you know all the little details and become a little too serious. So you know the metaphor of like forest for the trees. They're like the little toenail on on the little ant that's on the leaf, that's on the twig, that's on the tree, that's mm. in the forest. <laughs> I love that. Right. They get really hyper-focused and on details, and and their biggest fear is making a mistake or being wrong. Hmm. So they learn by practicing. They, If you can imagine, like, you know, the saying practice makes perfect is something you might hear um, a metal person say. So they don't want to ever make mistakes. And when they feel like they, um, they're under stress, right, when, they, when their fears are realized, um, they become overcritical, self-critical and critical of others, compulsive, um, disappointed in, in themselves and others, rigid in thinking. And to, to, to a really far extent, they, be, they can become OCD. Hmm. The physical things you might see, constipation, eczema, little tics. Yeah, so that's metal. Okay. That leaves us with water. Water. Okay. <laughs> water people. Water people are wise and deeply insightful. They're amazing listeners. They make solving tough problems look really easy mm. because they're so quiet. They don't get caught up in the emotions. They don't get caught up in the feelings and the worry and the details and needing to do something super fast like like wood people do. Instead, they're able to sink deeply underneath all the hullabaloo and see super clearly how to solve complex problems. Now, they like to do it alone, though. So while Earth is very social and loves to help other people and create community, um, water, quite the opposite, lives in their imagination, loves to think. Mm. And you can't do that with people talking to you. Right, right. (laughs) 
So, yeah, they seek solitude. They love fantasy. When they become a leader, they are a wise leader. Under stress, like when they're struggling to find deeper meaning in life, um, they tend to fear making the wrong decision. So they crave knowledge. They're constantly reading and learning. And, and so they do all these things because they love it. But the same as, you know, each of the other types has this spectrum, their ability to crave and gather knowledge and wisdom keeps them away from ever having to be faced with making the wrong choice. Mm. So under stress, they like, they get down on themselves. They think they're bad. They become over withdrawn, absent minded, which is the opposite of wise, apathetic. They don't care. They get stubborn and they tend towards depression because they over isolate. So they deal with problems by being alone. Um, they can get kind of a sense of physical malaise or back pain. And we can all have all of these physical symptoms. Right. It just means that, like, sometimes these do correlate with the emotional and behavioral states. Okay. It's so interesting. You know, to me, it's almost like a puzzle. Like, you know, just kind of really understanding each piece of it and how that fits within your own life or my own life as I sit here and, and listen to you and just what I need to do in order to be at that side where I'm in my highest potential. Exactly. Let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, I know we touched on this a little bit with Earth on the self-care piece. But let's talk about self-care because really knowing yourself and then knowing how to care for yourself in a specific way, I think is probably the most powerful piece of this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with more from Carrie Davidson. When I decided to sell my jewelry after my divorce, the most important thing to me was finding a company that I could trust and one that would also advocate for me. I found this and so much more at Worthy. Their expert staff immediately put me at ease and helped me to get the best price possible for my jewelry. Your engagement ring can be a symbol of your freedom, your journey, and the choices you have made to live your life on your terms and create the future you desire. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. We're back with Carrie Davidson, and we are talking about the five personality archetypes and specifically each one, what the stressors are, what the strengths are. And now we're going to go into specific ways that each type can care for themselves so that they really can be living from a strengths space instead of a stressor space. So yeah, let's just kind of talk about that self-care. We started talking about earth, so maybe let's go there since I'm earth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just take care of Jen. Let's take care of me and service of all of the listeners. (laughs) So, so yeah, there are very specific ways that each type needs to prioritize their self-care to stay grounded. And I sometimes like to think about it in two different ways. There's 
uh, emergency management. Mm. Like, oh, God, I am right now really super stressed out. What do I do? And then there's there's the long-term maintenance. There's building a foundation so that when those moments where you feel like you need emergency <laughs> management, when those moments happen, you're more resilient to them. And when, when you're, you notice you're more resilient because... One, sometimes you can even predict they're about to happen. Two, you don't get quite as heavily triggered, so you don't go quite as deep into your stress states. And three, you're able to recover more quickly. Like, you don't let it really eat at you. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about the building resilience skills. I like those. Not that I like them better. I just think that... If I can give you something that can, you know, teach a man to fish. Yeah. Like you, these are things that over time, if you practice them, can really help you stave off those deep stress states. I think that's what we were kind of touching on right before we jumped on this podcast. Because when I took this test years ago, I felt like my answers were so different, yet I was still earth. Mm -hmm. But I think the shift has been in building my resiliency and my consciousness and having the tools to stay grounded, as you said. So mm-hmm. let's definitely give that to anyone who's listening. Yeah, exactly. So so for Earth, Earth needs to really make sure they have strong water and wood skills in order to stay grounded mm. uh, and have that foundation to stand on. So water skills, are at the body level, drinking enough water, number one, getting good sleep, Mm -hmm. right? So those are like two things to really make sure um, that you're doing when you're an earth person. And then as you build those skills, you want to move up into listening skills, right? Because earth can get so caught up in their mind and their worry that they're not listening to what's going on around them. And you need to develop those skills in order to be present. Right. And, you know, because maybe it's not as bad as you think it is. So if you can if you can quiet your mind enough to just listen to what's going on inside of you and in the conversation around you, you have a better chance of, of coming out unscathed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I've learned to experience this. Like I, I can feel myself, and I call it dropping down, getting out of my head and dropping into my body so I can actually listen to what's happening in front of me. Yeah. You're awesome. I think you need to teach this, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I love this stuff. (laughs) So then you also do the highest level of water, which is meditation. Mm -hmm. And meditation doesn't have to be sitting in lotus position. You know, there are so many different ways to meditate. Some people meditate while they paint. Some people while they run. Some Mm -hmm. people focus on, you know, a color. They have to listen to a podcast you know, um, a meditation app or guidance or just music. It doesn't matter really. It's whatever works for you. Yeah. But that's the highest level. And it sounds to me that you've really got your water balance in place, which is so, so helpful. Yay. (laughs) Your second leg, right, is going to be wood. Okay. So wood at the body level is about movement. It's about physically having some sort of activity during the day. So whether it is, 
parking a little bit further from work and walking a little bit longer, or in the case of New York City, taking getting off at a subway stop earlier, or if it's building some sort of exercise movement practice into your day, that's the physical component of wood. The the cognitive component has to do with planning, Mm. has to do with like, because what happens with earth, earth gets stuck and they, they become unable to move forward. So that that's why physical movement helps and also mental movement. Like, hey, let me at least make a plan. Right. And when you feel like you have a plan, you don't feel like uh, I'm completely paralyzed and in, in making a decision. Right. So, you know, the highest level is is kind of coaching and, and teaching other people that they have the freedom to be what they want to be. So it's enhancing people's lives by encouraging them to reach their potential. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. I mean, movement. And, and I can tell you, if I don't work out, I can tell my mood, my ability to process, my ability to be patient, all of it completely affected if I don't spend time in movement of some form. And I am a list, making lists, lists, plans for the day, checking them off. It's how I keep moving forward. And I am a coach and my life is a dedication to teaching freedom and love. So look at that. <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, so should we go, you want to go into wood? Sure. Let's go into wood. So wood people, they need, uh, they need earth and metal in order to stay grounded because wood people can get too stuck just like plowing ahead without pausing for a second to think about the other people in the room or making things right, refining them. You know, they'll want to get a project out at four o'clock because they want to be the first through the door, but they don't take, they don't pause for a second and like make sure that there's no typos. (laughs) Right. So basically, they need to make sure that they've got Earth's physical component, the body component, has to do with food. How's their nutrition? How's their digestion? Are they eating enough? Are they eating properly throughout the day? Are they having long gaps, you know, between meals? Mm-hmm. Um, so they need fuel. They need to. They need to eat. The second level is is sharing and collaborating. Wood can sometimes not not want to because it just takes too long. Right. And the highest component of earth is going to be empathy. It's like really thinking about the other people in the room and what do they need and to be able to provide it. So all of those things are going to force wood people to slow down, which is not what they like to do, but it will help them achieve balance and help them not go too far into their frustration and anger. Right. Okay. Then you have metal. Metal at its core, at its at its body level, is about the breath. Mm. So check in. Are you breathing? Are you breathing into your belly? You know, are you just breathing into your shoulders? Right. <laughs> yeah, wood people sometimes can can you know not focus on the breath, and it's the one thing that really regulates you know our mood so quickly. It's like that spiritual you know Xanax in your pocket. Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I went for an MRI a couple days ago. And that's exactly what I did was this focused breathing. I could have stayed in there forever. I mean, if you've ever had an MRI, it can be a little not it can knock you off balance a little bit. But breathing, 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 for sure. Yeah, 
then uh, for the second level is second level has to do with practice mm. or refinement, you know, getting it right. The, it, again, it, it's annoying for wood because it takes too long. Um, but doing it more helps them remain balanced and have empathy for others and not get too stuck in their stress states. And at their highest level, it's about gratitude and forgiveness, you know, forgiving themselves. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves. Yeah, it can be the hardest person to forgive is ourselves at times. Yeah. Then fire people. Fire need um, water and they need metal. Okay. Um, so we're back to like sleeping, drinking, listening, pausing, mm-hmm. resting. Because fire people are prone to burnout. They crave stimulation. They just want to have fun all the time. And then all of a sudden they crash. Mm. <laughs> fire people need that breath also. Because they will, they will forget to breathe. Mm-hmm. Then um, metal people need wood and and fire to keep them balanced. And fire is fun and play and engagement and being having emotional flexibility mm-hmm. right on on the second level. Emotional flexibility is not judging your emotions. A lot of times you'll find metal people will say, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's not right. You know, because they have that keen sense of what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fire is that they live in their emotions. And so it's like ha- bringing on that skill allows them to have a little bit more emotion, um, flexibility and trusting their emotions. And at the at the highest end, it's joy and optimism. It's believing that there's potential for good and happiness. Mm. Metal can kind of get stuck in the past, stuck in their story. Yeah. And then water needs earth and fire. And so water needs to look at their food, their digestion, sharing, conversation, you know, because they like to isolate. So they need to engage in the world a little bit. And they need to sometimes, you know, also not be so serious, bring on the fire, have a little fun, have a little connection, you know, be a little gullible for a minute, you know, because <laughs> water people are like so skeptical and fire people are so gullible. So when they kind of meet in the middle, you know, like have just letting someone compliment you and not needing to know why. You know, if water can do that, they can bring a little bit of fire into their lives and have have a less of a chance of going deep into their um, stress states. This is awesome. I mean, because it really provides just such simple ways. And I'm not saying easy because like I said, it, even with learning how to meditate for me, it was, it took a while. It, you know, it, yeah. it's a simple thing, but sometimes the hardest thing for me to do, but simple ways that you can begin to just really ground yourself and bring your stress levels down and stay in that power center Mm hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. It's not easy. These happen to be the most challenging aspects of life for each of the five, which is why this is not what you do in an emergency. This is like the stuff you got to do over time that builds a foundation for resilience. Right. Absolutely. So awesome. So Mm -hmm. You've said this throughout, but I'm going to ask it, you know, what becomes possible when people learn this information, apply it to their lives, in particular when they're going through a transition like divorce? Well, 
I, I really wish I had access to this when I was going through it. Me too. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's this sense of relief when you are more self-aware, when you are able to self-regulate and have empathy for what you're going through and even, you know, your soon-to-be ex and your kids if they're involved and anyone else who's who's part of part of this big pot of who gets impacted by a divorce because you know you have less self criticism you have more care for your own needs you have less confusion and wallowing in the why cuz you start to realize it doesn't really help me. And if I am stronger, I'm going to be focusing more on the future me. Right. And I'm going right. to have to be able to do that. And you just have better relationships. It seems like you understand, even though you can't be married necessarily to your, you know, your partner, you understand the perspective and can empathize with your perspectives, what you both brought to the relationship and are able to just the recovery time is so much quicker. And it doesn't mean that you need to be together. Absolutely not. It just allows you to move on and to appreciate what you had and to grow more quickly and more fully and have that fully enriched life faster. I love that. And I think anyone who listen who's listening, the process of divorce is, you know, it's it's a difficult transition, but it does have the power to be a huge transformation. And exactly what you're saying, that transformation doesn't have to be this long stuck process. Using these tools, you can make that transformation happen quicker. Yeah. So great. We have to end, and I, I wish we didn't because I feel like we could talk about this for hours. The great thing is that we get to have our next episode and jump into talking about how all of these archetypes, how it, re, how it applies to relationships, how our listeners can start recognizing patterns and the type of personality archetypes that work best together, which... I think, gosh, when you start applying this to dating and choosing a partner and all of that, um, it's like a superpower. <laughs> it really is. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's like how to access your superpowers. And this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for being here. I look forward to our next time together. How can our listeners follow up with you after today? Sure. So my website is Tornasol, T-O-U-R-N-E-S-O-L, wellness.com. And you can contact me through my website. That's probably the quickest way to get me. Awesome. And that quiz, where can they find that if they want to take it? Yeah. Ooh, that's the best. Yeah. Quiz is tornasol-assessment.com. Perfect. And can kids take that too? They can, right? Totally. We actually have a nonprofit for kids that's uh, got all of this stuff in little people language. <laughs> I love it. Right? So that, if you're interested for your kids, it's t-kids.org. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you 
for being oh. here, for everything, for the work you do, and for the passion you have for it. Thank you, Jen. This is fun. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. This podcast is for you, so email us at podcastworthy.com with any questions or ideas that you may have. We look forward to hearing from you.